Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Time for Sports and Other But Sports with Ken Sterling, our special guest today. We thought it'd be for a different reason. We'll talk Cubs baseball. Thought we'd have a deal by today. We don't, at least not as of this moment. Great Evan Altman from CubsInsider.com. How you doing, Evan? I'm good. I was just uh, literally hit publish on a, on a post, and I guess the players are meeting, uh, they're convening with a virtual meeting this afternoon. I don't know at what point but uh, to to make a vote on whether they want to accept the 60-game season or not. So uh, maybe we'll know more later, like by the time this uh, goes public. Who knows? I hope so. We're, we're two hours away from posting. We, we're doing this at 1 o'clock. This will post by 3 o'clock. Uh, what, what does this mean? For, it, it would seem to me, from the outside looking in, and because I'm an unabashed Cubs fan, um, <laughs> that this would be good for the Cubs because this roster returns virtually intact there's not going to be any kind of learning curve as these guys get to know each other. The rotation intact, the oldest in Major League Baseball. How do you feel about the Cubs if this thing moves forward with the 60-game schedule? You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, a couple things that have worked against them in the past are those things that you had mentioned. So over a 162-game season, there's a greater potential for injury for the, the older guys to maybe not have that gas left in the tank. And I think there was something to be said uh, – you know, Joe Madden's approach worked really well early on, but I think what we saw is they got a little lackadaisical early in the season. We saw them sort of fall behind and, and, and just make the assumption that, hey, we've been able to turn it on in the past. We can do that again. And we saw them time and again over the last few seasons not do that. Well, new manager, uh, new season, everything's different. There, nobody's going out there saying, oh, yeah, it's cool. We can wait till the second half. Like, there is no second half. You get 60 games. That's it. So uh, I, I think that plays in their favor as well, because there's a, a much a shorter learning curve uh, if, if there is one at all for them versus a young team. And if there's a DH, they got theirs. Mm-hmm. And other, other National League teams don't necessarily have that, but Kyle Schwarber, I would assume, projects as the Cubs' everyday DH. I think so. I mean, I wouldn't even say every day. I think he's probably their primary DH, although, you know, some guys, and I think that's the difficult part is in the National League, 
they don't have that mentality that you do in the American League. If you're a, you know, David Ortiz when he came in there, or if you're a guy who just is a butcher in the field and they know, hey, you're, you're just going to bat. Like, we're not going to put you out there. But right. I think Schwarber really enjoys being out there. And some guys, if you, if you mess with that, you know, whether it be their timing or their routine, they're not able to perform as well. But he's shown, if you look at his stats as uh, being the DH for the Cubs, it's been really, really good over the course of his seasons there. So I do think he factors in there. I think you'll see maybe Vic Caratini because he can switch hit um, and having a guy who, again, what's nice about that, say it goes to extra innings, your catcher gets hurt or, you know, the first, whether it's Rizzo, whether it's Contreras, he can still step in and play one of those and they could flip that, move somebody else around. Um, and he's hit, he hits equally well against pitchers from both sides. His splits are really, really good over the last season or so. And there's another guy who then, so he's pitch change proof, if you will, where Schwarber, you bring in a lefty, you know, do you, do you still want to stick with him there? Do you let him ride that out? Caratini is a little bit more, uh, I, I like him in that spot because he matches up a little bit better overall. And then you, you've got the you've got the second base situation and also a center field situation that hadn't had time to sort of coalesce during spring training. Where are we at second? Where are we at center? You know, second base is, is really kind of an interesting one because I think had we seen a normal season, they probably would have pushed forward with uh, some combination of Jason Kipnis and David Bodie kind of uh, going back and forth you know, doing a platoon split kind of a thing. Uh, you know, maybe they, they continue to drag Daniel Descalso's carcass along as a, as a backup as well. Um, you know, that would have been the case. And, and Nico Horner probably gets a lot of time in the minors to build on some of the things that they needed to see from him in terms of his approach. However, again, we're talking about the sprint. You don't have time. There is no minor leagues. There is no chance for, for Horner to be down there. And do you want to take – can you afford – to have someone like Descalso, who you really can't trust, who is hitting horribly in spring training, not that that's the only uh, way that we can judge people, but you got to go with your best guys. You, you cannot afford to let them kind of marinate for a while. So I do think we'd see Horner up there a lot more. Um, and but, but there again, I think a guy like Kipnis is, is a really good addition and a, a, somebody who probably makes the roster in that case because he's been there and done that. And the bullpen, I, I'm still, like, I don't know whether Brandon Morrow at this point is living. Uh, I'm not sure where his arm health is. <laughs> has this kind of suspension of plays, has helped him get healthy? Or, or is he ever going to be a factor? Yeah, I mean, it, it does help. Uh, you know, and he had said as much right there at the start of the shutdown um, that, that he felt that would give him that opportunity. And you wonder how much, too, uh, again, over the course of a long season, guys aren't really willing to just cut it loose and go for it. Whereas in a situation like this, you've only got maybe 60 games at most. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Do you just let it all hang out and just go, you know, and say, I don't, I don't care if something's marginally wrong. Like normally I would dial it back. If this was the case, I got two more years. Maybe he's able to cut it loose. And I do think that with the bullpen, they've got some guys, they're starting to get some of these guys in there who are hard throwers. We got a couple more from Brad Wick is another one who wouldn't have made the roster out of spring training because he was dealing with a heart procedure and just recovering from some of those things. He's available. And I think the, the real, I don't want to call it a wild card, but what would be really interesting is their number two draft pick, uh, Burl Caraway, yeah. is a closer, lefty closer, throws 100, elite fastball, elite spin, monster curveball, two-pitch mix. That kid could be ready to go maybe that I mean it'd be a stretch but he could potentially and they they do think in general he'll probably be the first member of his draft class to debut in the majors 
So I think we see him next year at Galatis, but he's the potential to be up and making an impact in the bullpen because, hey, if you would throw 100 and you've got a hammer, who cares, man? Put him in there. You're not going to learn anything more in the minors. Why was he left on the board so long? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if it was just because, uh, you know, I had people not scouted. Because he's a Dallas Baptist, so I don't know if, right. if that wasn't scouted as much. But, I mean, the Cubs said, based on the data that we saw and the, and the way he went through lineups, they called him a once-in-a-decade talent and said he might have the best stuff of anybody in the draft. So how he falls to the second round, I don't know. But, I mean, a lefty who can throw triple digits, you know, I, I don't – of course, and the Cubs got two of them. They got a guy in the fourth round who throws 105. Um, so I, I feel really confident about what they got. Yeah, Luke Little, uh, if you watch the video of him, and, and it, it shows like five or six pitches, every one of them is at 100 or higher, but he hit 100, 102, 103, and 105. Jeez. Now, maybe a hot gun, you know, as a pocket radar, who knows, but like nothing so hot that it's more than five miles an hour, I think, over. So we know that the kid's got gas. Um, but he's 19, Juco, a lot of walks. So – uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm. I think the bullpen again. You get a guy like Kimbrel if he is able to ramp up as he as he done that this year. If he and Morrow and some of those guys, you got to have things work. Got to have things fit. But I, I do think the short season plays into their hands again in that situation. A lot of these guys have been working. You look at Anthony Rizzo, and and it took me a minute, kind mm-hmm. of like those Geico commercials where the guy rips off his biceps. <laughs> yeah. He's got a different body. Anthony Rizzo looks substantially different from the way he looked three months ago. He does, yeah. And I don't know how much weight he's lost. And it, it looks like in a, in a good way, right? I mean, they're showing the, the agility really looks good. I think, you know, a lot of people worry sometimes guys lose weight. Does that, does that translate to a loss in power? Uh, you know, I, I think just being a fat dude doesn't mean you're going to hit it far. You know what I mean? This isn't beer league softball. So, uh, so there's a lot of things that I think we're also looking at someone like that who's who's saying, hey, um, and we've seen from Rizzo before, like some issues early in the season, especially in the cold weather, the back stiffens up. And and he's had trouble kind of there early on maintaining his health o- over the entire season. So I think somebody like this is preparing for that sprint to be able to go the full 60, hit it as hard as possible right out the gate. So I think that's a really, really good sign for him. And again, the, the, the agility, losing some of that weight, I think, uh, those of us who are or should be probably working on doing some more of that ourselves. Uh, I'm speaking of me. You could tell if you lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, the strain on your back is significantly less. So I think we're going to see a lot of good things from Rizzo. Uh, the Cubs, they signed, signed their first round draft pick, the Howard kid out of Chicago, mm-hmm. played for that Jackie Robinson team. Um, what do they do with a guy like that to help him develop without minor league baseball being available? Well, for now, it's it's more of a kind of shelter in place is the same thing that they're doing. Just kind of, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Stay loose, stay fresh, you know, work wherever you can. I think once things start to open back up, we see what happens with the season. He will probably head out to Mesa so he can get out there to their Sloan Park facility, uh, work with Justin Stone, their director of hitting, and really get into – and that, that probably won't be until about August is, is what the reports have said so far that they think here in the next couple months – because he's a kid who's got really good uh, exit velocity off of his bat. Like the numbers look really good for him, but you know, he's really a defense first guy right now. The offense could come. And I think that's where, when you look at someone like that, his ceiling is really, really high, but at only 18 years old, it's still going to take him a while. I mean, for his body to fully mature. And and this kid, 
he's strong. He doesn't really yeah. – the numbers don't look it. You know, if he says only 185 or whatever. But he, he definitely has some power. And I think getting him in front of some professional instruction will really make a big difference. But it's it's going to be a process. It'll be a few years before he's really at that point, I think, where we're seeing him as a major league caliber hitter in addition to being a defensive player. Edison Russell signs with the KBO. Is that a, He must be completely toxic within Major League Baseball if he's got to go one year, 530000 or whatever, to go play in Korea. Yeah, I mean, I, there, he wasn't going to get a Major League deal. Um, and, and if nothing else, this gives him a chance to play. Uh, to, you know, I, can, I don't think he was going to get that chance over here, uh, certainly not on a guaranteed deal. Maybe somebody would extend the minor league offer, uh, but, of course, nobody did you know, prior. To, he wasn't in a camp anywhere. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I think the team that signed him also has the rights to Jung Ho Gung, uh, the, the Pirates, uh, former Pirate who, uh, who had been suspended from Major League Baseball and had been uh, several DUIs. So I don't know if, if that team is just more uh, or less risk averse, but, um, you know, and, and, and what I've said, I have, I, I will never again root for him as a player. However, I would like to see him improve as a human being because it just means that much better for the women and the children in his life. All right, tell us about Addison and her bank, baking enterprise. I came by Thursday and bought an apple pie. Absolutely delicious. Uh, I know you're, you're not ramped up for mass production, but tell us about Addison's work and how people, if they're so predisposed, they can get uh, cookies, pies, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So she um, had been kind of putting together this idea. She has a little, uh, little baking enterprise that she calls Cookie and Crumb. And, uh, and she's trying to raise money. So she, she started out doing band. She's now moving into doing choir in eighth grade. And they have a, a trip every year. And I, I don't know if this one's to Chicago or whatever it is, but she's trying to raise money for that. And she thought, well, and she loves to bake. Like this is, she would, she does this every day anyway. Like she's constantly asking, can I make something? Can I make something? So she thought, well, let's turn this into something. And, uh, and yeah, so it's like apple pies. I think she did a chocolate cream pie the other day. Uh, strawberry, some others, cupcakes, loaves of bread, uh, cookies of various uh, kinds, and then uh, jams. So she's she's jarred up some jams, and she's actually selling those as well. So um, yeah, I mean, you can check it out. I think, uh, I don't know, I've, I've probably tweeted out some things. If you check my online stuff, I think I've got some things on Facebook, and my wife does, or, uh, you know, just hit me up however you can find me, particularly if you are in the greater Indianapolis area. We're not uh, set up to to ship food yet, but, uh, but yeah, she's, she's enjoying it. I think she's, um, I, I keep getting on her to make sure that she's actually accounting for her expenses <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff that's going, she's like, I've made $300. I'm like, have you made three? She's collected about $300. Um, Gross but it's been net. really cool. Don't, uh, don't get it twisted. Gross is not net. Right. And I uh, was, you know, Hey, this is, uh, as, as Tom Ricketts would say, this is not a profitable industry. We need to, we, <laughs> We need to change it up. I gotta, I gotta, you know, watch out for me. Um, no, but, but she's, she's really, really enjoyed it. And um, I think yesterday just dropped off an order of like three dozen cookies and two jars of jam. So it's just been a fun thing for her to get into and to, and as she's, you know, she's watching Food Network as she's making stuff and seeing like cupcake wars. And, um, but yeah, this has been a huge part of her kind of, uh, I don't want to call it rehab but it sort of is physically from the surgery and everything else. But I think psychologically, that's the way that she's able to sort of uh, cope with some of the stuff of not being able to see her friends much and, and having been out of school for as long. So, um, so yeah, it's great. It's good for her. And, uh, and she's making some money doing it. So it's fun.
Perfect. Thank you, Evan. I, and I can't recommend it more highly. I had a Granny Smith apple pie. Absolutely wonderful. Perfect amount of cinnamon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. The great Evan Altman of CubsInsider.com. Check out all his work. Cubs fans, you know it's a must. Tomorrow, we're back with Breakfast with Kent at 8 o'clock and then 8.15. 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15. I'm Periscope, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.